do got a lot to celebrate today, don't we? And as Christians, as believers in, in Jesus Christ, we got something to celebrate every day, right? Because why? He is risen. He is risen indeed. And that's what we're really honing in on today. But you know what? We ought to be honing in on that every day, right? Just like what you said. She said that we're overcomers because he overcame. That's powerful right there. You know what? When we see ourselves in Christ, we don't see the crisis as bad, do we? That doesn't mean we don't have crisis. It doesn't mean we don't have tough times. But it means that, you know what? We're not going through it alone. So today's message is called The Perfect Plan. And I was listening to a couple of things on, on the radio going down the road. And, and it's really funny what people will, will come up with sometimes. But, uh, you know, they were thinking, well, who's guilty of crucifying Jesus? I looked at him and I said, me. My sins put him on there. You know, if you want to point the finger, look in the mirror. You know, but he came. It was all part of his perfect plan from the very beginning. It wasn't like an afterthought. Amen. So I hope today as we go through this, that we just get a good, clear picture of God's perfect plan. And like I said, it's not an afterthought. It wasn't something that God pulled out on the fly like we do on the work or, or whatever. You know, oh, man, what are we? I didn't know they were going to do that. He's God. Aren't you glad God knows what's happening? Knows every hair on your head? It's easy for some folks, right? It's easy, right? I ain't looking at nobody. I know my, but I tell you what, my forehead's come to be a five head these days, man. Take it, my dad said, well, son, it's going to take you twice as long to wash your face, half the time to walk your, wash your hair. I said, man, that's a good word, dad. That's good. Because he didn't have no hair. So, but, uh, you know what? It's just amazing that God makes so many amazing folks. Everybody's got a little something to bring to the table, don't they? You know, whether, like on Tuesday nights, I love this. You know, when people say, I'm not a Bible scholar and this and that. Well, good. We got room for you. That's fine. You know, because we're all learning and we're growing in Christ. But it's amazing what God will be working through you and you and you. And when we get together, I call it spokes in the wheel for Jesus. You know, I'm a simple guy. Spokes in the wheel for Jesus. But if he's at the center, we can see how he pulls everything together for the good. So with that being said, I'm going to jump in here. If you got your Bibles with you, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 16. I got the main verse I want to get to up here. But I'm going to give you a little background. How many know it's good to have a little background before you jump in? All right. So we're going to start out with this thing here. And, and remember, the, the, you're going to hear the perfect plan. If anybody asks, what did they preach on? He said, God's perfect plan. Because I'm going to say it about 50, 11 times. Because I want you to get it. It's perfect, right? So Matthew 16, 13. Um, Jesus, Jesus goes in and sets the stage. And he's telling the disciples. He says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you say the Son of Man is? Who do you say the Son of Man is? Now, Jesus used Son of Man to refer to himself more than any other, other term, right? That's a good question. Who do you say he is? All right. Keep on rolling. Then he says, they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he gets real pointed with it. He says, but what about you? Today, this question and this message is, what about you? Who do you say that I am? That's what Jesus says. Who do you say that I am? Is he your Lord and Savior? Is he somebody you've heard about? Is he the Lord of your life? I hope today before you leave here, you can say, he is my savior. He is my everything. He is what I'm counting on to get me through. Amen. So it goes on and it says, Jesus replied. Well, I'll jump the gun here. Simon answered. Simon uh, Peter answered. And he says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Look what Jesus says. He says, Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. That was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. I want to talk to you all just a second about that. See, a lot of times we're in here. And we don't know why we start crying or why God starts moving and different things and all these things. Because God is revealing himself to you. Amen. God, through his word, is revealing himself to you. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So take a look at this. 
He said, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Haiti will not overcome. I want to talk a little bit about that. We've learned some of this on our Tuesday night study. A lot of times people got that disjoint. They said, oh, they're going to build the church on Peter. No. He said, he's the rock, right? That's what that means. But also, where the location where Jesus was talking about this as we studied that, it was really neat because he was in this Caesarea Philippi, and there was a lot of bad business going on. There was a lot of idol worship and stuff. And he said, we're going to go right down there. And on the truth that I'm the, the Savior, we're going to build on that. We're going to start right here. See, God doesn't call us to sit on the sidelines. Not a spectator sport. We got to get in, involved sometimes, don't we? We know we should stand for what we believe but all the time. But you know, a lot of times people say, well, I'm not good in confrontation, all that. I ain't even talking about that. Not even talking about that. I'm talking about when somebody said, what do you believe? You be ready to tell them what you believe and why you believe it. And God will take care of the rest, amen? He's just that good. So he comes on down, and, and this is where we're getting on our, our scripture here. In Matthew 16, 21, Jesus already tells them what's going to happen. He said, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hand of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. And he must be killed, and on the third day, be raised to life. See, I, I want you guys to catch that. See, this was God's perfect plan for humanity, his perfect plan for all of us who trust in Jesus Christ. That's something what we're celebrating today. We celebrate redemption. I mean, y'all say redemption. Yes. We've been bought back out of sin. Man, that's freeing. That is a freeing thing. But I want us to listen real good so I can tell you about the power of God. And I want to tell you this. Sometimes we get a quick read of stuff through the Bible and we think we got it all down. But things aren't always like we perceive them to be. We need the Holy Spirit to, to show us what's happening. Now, a lot of times when you read about Jesus and the, and, the, and the angel rolled the stone away, you think, well, he rolled it away so Jesus could get out. Wrong. He rolled it away so we could see it. He was already gone. Now, that's a big difference, isn't it? See, he didn't need no help. God had it under control. In your life, God doesn't need any help. He's going to get you through. Amen. Now, let me tell you, it's great when we're obedient. Right? It's great when we're obedient to what he has for us. But I want us to really focus in on the perfection and the power of God's awesome plan. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. Well, let's go through a few things here and uh, see what the Lord has for us. When I was praying this week, the Lord was just kind of unpacking this message a little bit. And he just started talking to me about it's his perfect plan. It wasn't an afterthought, like I said. It was what he had from the very beginning when Adam and Eve sinned. He thought about you and I and everybody in between. And he says, I'm going to reconcile them and bring them back to me. Amen. So God's perfect, God's plan of perfection was what? To redeem us. Every time I talk about redeem, I got to go here. But when we were younger, we used to have those green stamps. Did anybody remember? Somebody help me out. The green stamp, you'd go through B-Lows like 72 times, man. Just get a bag of candy and just buy it one by one. So you could get some more of those things, right? And what the deal was, you would get those little green stamps and you had a little book, man. You're stamping and you're getting back there and you're going to town. <laughs> I'm telling you, right? And you're getting that thing and you're thinking, I'm going to get that bicycle. And then, then you start realizing, man, I will probably be, my mouth will be stuck together, you know? And you go, wow, but it's not that many. And you t they say, you need one million, you know, <laughs> something like that, all the zeros on the end. And so, man, you're, you're steady getting it. But though, so the time goes by and you get, you get a book. You say, I, I don't think I can live long enough to get all of them for the bicycle. Let's just go see what they got. Used to be down there where Harpoon Larry's is on the other side over there. Y'all remember that? You could go in there 
And you know you couldn't say much because you would lick them things all the way. You didn't want to fall off. Your dad said, what do you want? You Speak up. That's all on the side like this. And you come out with like a yo-yo. You're going, wow. What's up with that? Well, I'm going to tell you what. We didn't come out with anything less than God's best being redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen. We came out with God's very best, the plan for our life, to live victorious. And when I say that, I want to always follow up because people say, well, man, I'm a Christian and I believe, but I go through some tough times. Yes, we do. But he said, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. This is, we're passing through, gang. We're just passing through. You ever went uh, out to the cemetery? He said they started at this date and ended on this date. What you going to do with that dash? I want to make a difference with my dash. I don't know how long it's going to be, you know, but I did have him pray over my motorcycle today, so I'm hoping it's a little bit longer. Right? Everybody sees me riding and go, yeah, you need that. But you know what? We never know. Never know, do we? Time for the grocery story. All the KT people say, oh, Lord. Here we go. Every week when I go to the store, man, God shows up. I'm telling you. In the frozen food department, at the line or whatever. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I told you guys when I was at Save a Lot, down there at Mom's house, I was getting some stuff. This lady let me in line. She was very nice. And I just said, you know what? I just want to bless this lady. And she only had like four items. So I said, well, can I buy them? She goes, No. I said, what? Okay. So I try to be a blessing, right? I won't redo the whole thing. But what I'm going to get to is, is the guy's trying to check everybody out. And he don't really care who pays for it. He just wants to go because he's on the clock. He's like, uh, you buying that or not? You buying that or not? She won't let me. And the lady behind, I tell you, the lady in fact, they're going, pick me. Pick me. And she had a whole thing of groceries. and said, I've not worked up to that blessing yet. But you know what? I'd like to. But you know what? Right now we're going with the four items. So anyway, she said, well, thank you very much. Just pass it on. So that, that guy on the register got to see that. He's like, okay. You know, like, what's in it for you? Nothing. Just want to, you know, I felt like the Lord was going to say, hey, you know what? Be, be a mere Christ. So next week, which was last week, I got to go through the same line. I go, hey, man, what's going on? And I get to share Jesus with him, right? He goes, man, that's all right. I said, does that make sense to you? He said, yeah. I said, man, don't go to bed without praying that prayer tonight, man, to know what it takes have a personal relationship with Christ. I said, you never know, man. He said, you're right, you're right. Let me tell you, when the doors open this time, he's like, hey, man. <laughs> as soon as I walked in, before I even got my buggy, he goes, how you doing? I'm going, I'm good. What if we get to sit on pork chops or something? And this guy's like, he's hawking me. So I go through the line, and it's funny how God works things out. Nobody else came through my line. They're going everywhere else. They probably heard me preaching a little bit. So they're going, I'm going. The guy's ringing up my register. He said, man, you ain't going to believe what happened. I said, what's up? He said, you know, last week after you left? I said, yeah. He said, you know, I work three jobs. I said, do you? He said, man, I fell asleep and wrecked my car, hit a tree. I said, man, good thing I came through that line to tell you that, that word, right? He said, you're not kidding. And I said, you know what, man? They make them bumpers every day. They make those windshields every day. But you know what? You got one chance this side of heaven. You know, it might be today, tomorrow, whatever. But you know what? Why not take that decision today and say, Lord, I need you. I need you. But see, you know what? What happens if I would have went back there and, and I say, hey, where's my buddy? Oh, he's not here. He had a rep. He's no longer with us. And I was just standing on the sidelines and say, well, I really don't have time to share the message with him. I really don't want to get in his business. You know, the pork chops are thawing, whatever the case. We can always find a reason not to tell somebody about Jesus. But I don't do real good with that because I got to tell him. I got to tell him because I'm so excited about what he's done in my life and what he wants to do in yours. I don't want to waste any time because you never know 
what the next minute's going to bring. Amen. I'm just so thankful for God to give us the opportunities. Amen. I will tell you this while we were out there. Some people gave their life to the Lord today. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. You know what? Sometimes we say, why do we do this? Why do we do this? That's why we do this. He says, go, therefore, and make disciples. You know? And you know what? No doubt. That young fellow probably heard the message many times. That's why we, we share it all the time. And he come over and he said, hey, man, buddy, you got a minute? I said, yeah, what's up? He goes, man, I just want to tell you, today is my day. I said, well, that's wonderful. He said, today I prayed that prayer, man. And I'm so thankful for you guys sharing that message. You know what I said? Praise God. Praise God, because that is the message. That is the perfect plan. Amen? Well, let's take a look at that. We've got a perfect plan. God's perfect plan took the perfect sacrifice, doesn't it? God's perfect plan tells me it's all about him. His perfection was traded for our imperfection to make us right in the eyes of God. Now, I want you to hear what I wrote here now. We now have full access to the Father through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever called somebody you really need to get through and you get, or, you know, hey, I can't, can I call you right back? That doesn't happen with God, amen? Aren't you glad that you always have access? Because when we have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, it's all open. What do they say on the, on the Verizon thing? They're, they're going where they, you can't have unlimited no more. God says you always have unlimited with him, amen? He don't care how many gigabytes you've already used in prayer or any of those things. He don't care about any attachments. He says, come on, I'll take you right the way you are, amen? Because he's the perfect sacrifice. Let's roll on through here. Well, God's perfect plan was birthed out of love, amen? How many know John three sixteen? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I always say this, when we love somebody or love something, it's a natural thing to give, you know? You're not trying to buy their love. If you got, that's twisted out of there. But you know what? When you do stuff out for the right motives and the right reasons, you just like to give. Just like with the lady with the grocery store. I didn't know her, probably never see her again. But I thought, man, she held my, my spot, everything else. I just want to be a blessing. And a lot of times, just like that lady there, and I'm not talking her down, just in that situation there, God showed me when I walked back to the car, he said, just like you wanted to bless her, I want to bless everybody else, but many times they say, no, not now. No, pass it on to somebody else. No, I'm good. I'm okay. Well, you know what? Outside of Christ, we're not okay. Inside of Christ, it's all good, amen? It's all good. Here we go. God's perfect plan brings perfect peace. Now, how many know peace is, is, is priceless? Amen? You can be in the midst of some crazy stuff and just kind of you know why? Because we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. You ever heard that? That's a good word right there. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you know what God does? He, he, he understands that. And he knew that you would be here today. It's not by accident that you're here today. Well, we go on Easter. Well, that's great. God knew what you needed, and I pray that you have an open heart to that and that, you know what, God just blesses you as a result. God's perfect plan grants forgiveness for the sins of the world. Man, let's talk about that. It's good to be forgiven, isn't it? Wow. I like to be forgiven. Amen. You don't want people holding grudges, building walls, all those things, and tearing the family apart and all those things. We like to be forgiven, you know? But guess what? Forgiveness calls the perfect, perfect sacrifice, Jesus Christ. As I look at this, I want to just share a few things with you from there. When, when we have peace with God, we see that the wrath of God was already satisfied at the cross. It was already taken care of. It's already taken care of. So the sins of the world have been taken care of in the aspect of 
Jesus is not coming back to die on the cross again. When he comes back, he's bringing us all home. Amen. That's what I want you to hear. I don't, I don't want you to be late for the party. Amen. We're going to get to that in just a minute. So I want you to understand that it's all about him. It's, it, it's the perfect price that he paid, perfect sacrifice, birthed out of love. And what else do we got? Now, here we go. We're going to get personal now. God's perfect plan is for everybody. Amen. That's what I said. You know, see, a lot of times people get this, this, they'll get half of what I'm saying here and they go, right? God's perfect plan says, hey, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. So I must be saved. Look at this. Not everybody chooses to receive him. See, I could tell you about a party or I could tell you the church is at 10 o'clock, but not everybody makes it. Not everybody comes, right? You can have a birthday party and invite everybody in because of, but everybody might not come. All right. It's the same here. We go out and we tell people about the perfect plan of Jesus Christ, that he died for the sins of the world and he rose on the third day so that we can have life when we put our faith and trust in him. But see, some people go, well, that's nice. That's okay. But have you received that? That's what I want to talk about today. You know, notice I said not everyone, not everyone receives that. It is for everyone. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. Amen. We're doing all right. Let me say amen. amen. But guess what? It comes down to a decision, doesn't it? Everyone has to make the decision for themselves. You know, you'd really be surprised. And I talked to a lot of people. I was in a Walmart yesterday and I saw this lady. I had a two day class at work. And I really felt like I was supposed to talk to this, this, this lady. And every time I get ready to talk to the lady, they said, well, okay, let's get back in our seats now. I was like, oh, But I felt like the Lord was saying, you know, you need to talk to that lady. So I needed another wire for some stuff over there. I went to Radio Shack. Radio Shack's closed. I go to Walmart. Guess who I see? The lady from my class. Last night now, God's on time. Come on around. And, man, her eyes looked like she was been a little puffy here. I said, hey, how you doing? I said, you were in that class, right? She said, yeah. I said, I wanted to talk to you. I said, I really appreciate what you brought to the class. I said, I really appreciate, uh, you know, what you're doing and stuff. And I said, did I understand that, you know, you had a few things going on here and there and stuff? She had lost her husband about four years ago, and we were talking. And I said, you know what? I said, can I give you a hug? She said, yes. I said, you know, I just really appreciate you. She said, I think God sent you in here. I said, I don't know, but I got to get a cord, but I'll, I'll let him use it while I'm here. You know, <laughs> I'm here. Use me. And I got to talk to, to this lady. And you know what was so beautiful about that? That she had been through some tough times and everything else. But her faith was remaining strong. You know what she told me? She said, me and my husband built our life on John 3, 16, that verse I said. She said, I know where he's at. I just miss him. And I'm not sure I'll see him soon. But she had the peace. Did she have some tears? Absolutely. Did she miss them? Absolutely. But she had the promise of the perfect plan. She had the promise knowing that even though they're not together right now, one day they will be together again. And there won't be no aches and pains. There won't be none of this cancer nonsense. None of these things. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. It's going to be a great time. Amen. And we want to make sure everybody's coming home. Because Jesus paid way too high a price to leave anybody sitting in the bus station. Amen? He sure did. Let's keep on rolling. So we have to make the decision for ourselves. A lot of times we think, well, you know what? Uh, uh, I go to church. You hear all this stuff. I hear all these different things when I talk to people. I said, well, what are you counting on to get you to heaven? They'll say, well, it's, it's, you know, I believe do, do people right and they'll do you right and everything's good. I said, well, where, where do you got that? Where did you find that at? 
Or they might say, well, I just treat people the way I want to be treated and I think that's good enough. Well, where did you see that? See, a lot of times they don't have it grounded in anything. What we're giving you here and what God's perfect plan is, is grounded in God's perfect word. See, that's what, when they tell me, well, I sometimes in different religions, and I said, well, where'd you get that? Well, I got this out of this book, and I got that out of that book, and pulling some stuff over here, and I'm like, what? Why don't you just go to the book, you know, the Bible, the inspired word of God, and, and that's what, what he's got for us. But so uh, let me tell you about this. As I was thinking about this, Jesse loves history, and he was telling me about all these different things and all this, and a lot of times people think, you know, their own way is the best way. I bet you Hitler thought his way was the best way. Mussolini, right? Some of those, those characters, right? Some of those guys, Stalin, I bet you they thought that their way was the best way. But it wasn't based on God's way, amen? And we see what happens with that. So I just want you to base what you do and how you live and how we do on God's way. Listen, I know we missed the mark. I got a mirror. I say it every week. I'm preaching to me first. But you know what? The grace of God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ says, you know what? Get back up and get in the game. I want to encourage you with that today, amen? So we're talking about decisions. This is a decision that affects your now and your eternal future. You know what? I don't know. Um, I'll just say if you're 50 years old or, under, you know, 50 years old, how many of you wish that maybe you'd done things a little bit different along the way? Yeah, I can tell you at 48, I could, I could like to reprogram a few things, amen? Guess what? It affects your now and your eternal future. See, a lot of times we think, well, I'll get with it later. I've told you before, I've worked with some young folks at work, and I tell them about Jesus, and i never forget this guy. He had a lot on the ball, and I thought the world of this young man, I still do. Still pray for the guy when God brings him up to my heart. And he was really, really excelling, and he was doing this. He was working two jobs, and he was going through school. I said, man, you're an inspiration, brother. You're doing great, man. Let me tell you about what God's got for you. And he listened, and he said, Mr. Buddy, I appreciate what you're telling me, but I'm not there right now. Maybe someday, maybe someday, I'll ask him in my life. But right now, i am just got to be me. Wow, that's scary. God wants you to be you because he made you unique. But he wants you sealed with the spirit for eternity. Amen? That's what he wants for us. Let's keep on rolling here. Well, it's a decision you need to make today. You know, the guy told me this morning. This is exactly what he told me. He came up, big guy, leather jacket, Tears in his eyes. He said, I've been on the fence too long, man. He said, today, I called on the name of Jesus. Today is your day. God knows you're here. God knows what's going on in your life. He knows all the stuff that's messed up. He knows that you'll still make mistakes down here. And he still says, you're worth it. Man, that's something to celebrate. That's why we celebrate that he is risen. We serve a living God. Amen. Well, it's a decision you'll never regret if you receive his gift of salvation. Now, you know, I think coming up now, we've been preaching since 1998, doing some stuff, 15 years of ministry. And I've asked people a lot of times going to different places. And I've asked them this. I said, how many people have known the Lord for 10 years? And they go, and maybe all the way up to 50 years. And as high as we can get. And they say, yeah, I've known the Lord for this long. I gave my life to the Lord as a young person. And I asked them this next question. Do you ever regret giving your life to Christ? I have never had anybody to this day in 15 years of ministry say, man, I wish I never gave my life to Jesus. I've met many of people said, I wish I would have gave my life to Jesus earlier. What I want to tell you is this. Today's your day. Now's the time. You know, now's the time. Don't plow backwards. 
Don't look backwards. You'll be in the beans instead of the corn. I'm going to tell you right now, let's keep on going and keep our eyes on the Lord. Amen. The greatest gift ever given. Now, man, I was walking my dog out back and the Lord gave me this. It's a one-time decision to receive Christ and a lifetime of choices to follow him. And that's a lot to think about. So I want you to hear what I'm talking about here. You can be saved right here today by calling on the name of Jesus. Right here, secure for eternity. Everybody say amen. You heard that, right? All you got to do is ask the Lord to forgive you of your sin. Put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Got it? He's not going to take it back. You're sealed with the spirit. You with me? But I want you to hear this. But we have choices every day to walk with him. That's what that means. You know what? To receive Christ and a lifetime of choices to follow him. We want to make the best decisions then we need to be looking in his word. And you know what? Let's be honest. Sometimes we still make poor decisions because you know what? We're still serving ourselves. I deal with that every day. I deal with that every day. But I know that my, my life is secured in Christ. I don't go do anything I want because Jesus has got me covered. What should be happening in our life is I should be walking tighter to what he said because of what he's done. But the truth of the matter sometimes is we just default to the natural and say, I want it now. I want this now. I want to do this or whatever the case may be. But I want you to hear two things in this statement. God secures forever. Today can be your day. And it will take a lifetime for us to just keep on walking and doing and all those things. And that lifetime might be short or whatever. But you're secure in Christ when you call on the name of Jesus. Amen. That's what it's all about. It might be tonight. It might be tomorrow. It might be a long time. But here's the thing. When I've done a many a funeral, and I think I've done like three or four in the last month, it's great to know when we're missing a loved one that they are secure in Christ. Now, how do you preach a funeral and you tell them, you say, well, did your family member know Jesus? Nope. <laughs> And you tell them the message what it takes to get to heaven, that it's about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Apart from that, there's, there is no heaven. Your eternity is in hell. Yeah, their face looks just like that. And they go, you mean Uncle Joe's going to hell? Hey, I didn't say that. I'm saying this. I'm saying God knows who's called upon his name. I'm saying that God is, is full of grace. And if you're on your deathbed, you call out in the 11th hour. Lord, save me. He will save you. But what happens if you die at 1030? You know what I mean? What happens if you don't make it to that? What happens if you're in an automobile accident and you can't speak, you can't think on your own, all those things. And I'm not bringing up doom and gloom. I just want to tell you the grace of God. Don't put it off. Grab hold of him today. Amen. Be a follower of Christ. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. We're rolling on here. Well, what does it mean to be a follower of Christ? Being a Christian, be a Christ follower means... Jesus directs our steps. Think about that. Man, Christ is on the throne, not you. That means we go take orders from headquarters. And see, God is not about a bunch of rules. He's about what's best. Amen. Can we agree? Does God want what's best for his children? Amen. Amen. Do you want what's best for your children? Yeah. And we're kind of messed up sometimes. Right? But God's perfect. And he wants the perfect plan for his children. Amen. Well, guess what? Following Christ means this. It means dying to self. What do you mean, buddy? I mean, this right here. It means that his will be done, not your will be done. 
seeking him first. And sometimes it gets a little tough, doesn't it? You know what? But we got to make a decision. I'm going to follow Christ or I'm not. I pray today that we are. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. If we don't realize how good, loving, and wise our God is, walking in his will may seem scary or even foolish. Just like that young boy I talked to. He couldn't see the value of following Christ at this point. Because as far as he was concerned, his life was good. And, and depending on what type of uh, level you got and how your ruler is, you might say, well, man, I'm making money. Got a nice house. Got a beautiful family. Got all these things. Stuff. But let me ask you a question. Who got you up this morning to give you the breath to go for that job? Who gave you your family? Who blessed you with your children? Amen? The Lord. So we need to take time to set him at the top. You know, sometimes people say, man, how do you keep that schedule? How do you keep that schedule? You know what? I, I, I really, really try to put God first. There's sometimes I start out, he's over to the side. I'm going to be honest. But you know what? we got to set the priorities in our life. And you know what? It's a day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute choice, isn't it? You know, we can start out running the race real good and take our eyes off the Lord. But what I want you to hear today is, God says, get back on the road. Get back on the path. He's got long arms to reach out to his loving children. Amen? All right. Well, take a look at this. Those who deny themselves to follow Christ discover they lose nothing and gain everything. Remember I said something a minute ago about asking people to have been saved for a long time, but did they feel like they come up short? Never heard anybody say that. They usually tell you this. Let me tell you what God's done for me. Just like the lady that I talked to, in the midst of that, she was telling me some really heavy-duty stuff that she was going through. And she did it with a smile. She did it knowing that you know what? God is bigger than her situation. Powerful. So I go, like all the time, I'm thinking, I'm going to be encouragement to this person. And I turn around, they turn around, and they're a blessing to us. Man, take some time when God gives you that nudge to say, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? You might be surprised. You might be that link in the chain when they come to Christ. You might be that link in the chain that say, hey, man, you know what? I was really thinking about doing this, but since you said what you said, I'm going to give it another day. I'm going to give it another chance. You know what? Thanks for, for telling me about the love of Christ. See, most folks, if they're not walking with the Lord, what they remember the most about the Lord or what they tend to see because the devil's trying to blind them is his rules, regulations, and his wrath. But see, when you've got a personal relationship with Christ, that's already been dealt with. It's already been dealt with. So you walk in grace. You walk in the love of Christ. You work in the forgiveness of Christ. You, you walk in the wisdom of God because that's what he supplied. That's what he bought on the cross. All those things. And so we, we lose nothing but gain everything. You think about that. You know, I talk about this from time to time, but man, I can't, I can't get over this. When my dad knew he was, he was sick, and they said, look, it don't look like it's going to be good. He never even flinched, man. He said, hey, man, you need to come by the house and let's look at the paperwork. I'm good. I know the Lord. Been married to your mama 53 years. I didn't think I'd make it this far. Come on. I was like, what? What? I hope I finish like that. Because you know what? He was securing Christ. And I'm sure that he could have told a list of things that he shouldn't have done and all those other things. But the thing that he was counting on was what he did do. He chose to follow Christ. Chose to follow Christ, man. That's powerful. And that's a powerful thing to think about when we have loved ones. You know, um, we want everybody to be with us, amen? 
We want everybody to know the good news, right? But you know what? That's what we're telling you today. That's what we're telling you today. So my question is, who are you following? Who are you following? You know, when we're in school, this thing called peer pressure, it's tough. Everybody wears their hair like this, and I never change, right? <laughs> so you wear your hair like that, or you've got to have the certain thing or this. That's what you think going through, right? Well, you know what? It really doesn't change that much sometimes as you get going. I know in my, my experience where I work at, it's just like being in junior high school every day sometimes. It's amazing. Can I get an amen from the working folks in the back? Yes. You know? And I'm like, oh, not again. You know? But that's all right. Because you know what? I'm one of them too. I'm right in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm right in the middle of it. But you know what God continues to show me is this. You know what? Just follow me. And see, I don't have to worry about, well, what am I going to do in five years? What am I going to do this? People used to ask me, well, what's your five-year plan? Uh, same as today. Follow Jesus. Well, what do you think about that? Man, I'm not there yet. They always laugh at me because they ask me something like this. They say, well, what do, what do we got going here? And it's good to have a plan. Amen? But sometimes we're just right in the minute. And they go, well, what about, what about um, you know, next week? I go, I ain't got there yet. I think it's great to prepare. And I'm thankful that I've got folks that, that come along the side to help me stay on the, on the road. But you know what? A lot of times we can get way down the road and miss what God's doing today. And I'm thankful to have people that we walk alongside each other and they'll say, hey, watch out for that. And I said, well, you watch out for that. That's good. Let's keep walking. And when one of us stumble, you pick them up. You don't stop them, man. You pick them back up. That's the grace of God. So I ask you again, who are we, who are we following? You know, and that's the only question, you know, that, that really matters at the end of the day. And I said it, how did I say it a couple of weeks ago? The most important question to ever be asked in this world is, do you know Jesus? I really believe that. That's the most important question. Do you know Jesus? Have you given your life to the Lord? And the best answer is, yes, I have. He's my Savior. So, you know, as we, we look at these things today, we say, well, buddy, I, I hear what you're saying. And I go, good. Now, what does God want you to do about it? Not what I want you to do about it. What has God given you to do as a result of hearing what he's, he's given you today? Is that somebody crying? Yeah, that's it. And just open it up. Won't you talk? You, you notice here, folks, first time, that don't bug us none. That don't bug us one bit. I tell them, just open it up. We'll keep on preaching. We're getting ready to do the altar call. Call them back. <laughs> we'll prop that thing right up in here. Because you know what? We understand. Can I talk to them? <laughs> don't tell me, Ralph. You know, that's all right. You know what? I can't say no more than that. Amen. You know what? That's what it's all about. You know what? We get some phone calls. You right there. That's right. We get some things going on. But that's all right because God says, I got a, I got a handle on it. I got it covered. You know what? Who knows? You know what? When you tell them, say, you know what? You called me twice in church. They stopped everything. We're going to pray for that person right now. I hope they know you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we don't know. We don't know, but that's okay. It's, a, it's not going to upset the apple cart because we're going to keep on plowing, right? We're going to keep on going because we, you know why? We got God's perfect plan. What's his perfect plan? Redemption. Redemption. Man, if I was going to just write one word, if I had one word to write about Jesus, and there's many, 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 I'd probably put love and everything else. But today, my day, my day today, it would be redemption because that's what he did for us today. That's what we celebrate today. And I want you guys to write this down in your Bible somewhere or underline it or 
or whatever, or maybe on your sheet that we put out. Look at this, Isaiah 43, 1. It says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Don't they say the sweetest words you can ever hear is your name? Man, that's amazing that God knows us by name. He created us. He knows everything that we ever have done and everything we'll ever do. And he still says, you're worth it. He still says, you know what? I paid the price pouring out my blood to purchase you back out of sin so that you can have a relationship with me. Now I'm going to tell you what. I don't know any better news than that. That's why they call the gospel the good news. You can't add to it. You can't take away from it. God fulfilled it all in Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to pray for us right here, right now. I ask you to close your eyes and I just want to, want to just uh, talk for just a minute. Today, as you listen to the message, and, and maybe some of you guys went to both services and, and saw all different types of things pointing to Christ, I pray that you were blessed today. But what really is the blessing is to grab hold of Jesus Christ in faith. Amen. You said you're talking a lot about that cross today. Absolutely. Because that's where the battle was won for you and me. That's where we go from sinner to Savior when we call on the name of Jesus. And we're a child of God when we do that. It's because of what he's done. So I'm going to ask you right here, right now, I'm going to make that decision. I'm going to ask you, if you ever made that decision? What decision, buddy? What decision? If you died right today, do you know for sure that you go to heaven? You say, well, I'm really not sure. Well, guess what? I'm glad that you know that you can ask that question because God wants you to know. The Bible tells us that the only way to heaven is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That means asking the Lord to forgive you of your sin, coming into your life right the way you are, right here, right now. What's stopping you from doing that? I pray that nothing now, I want to tell you one more story before I, I, I make the final call on this. God will use anybody and use anything. I'm going to ask you to just open your eyes for just a minute. I just want to make sure you hear this because the Lord said, don't forget to tell him this. This week, I don't think I told you about my dog yet, did I? I think I told him over there. I didn't tell you here, right? That's where you say no or you hear it twice. Okay, you're going to hear it again. All right. This week, me and Jesse love to walk, walk our dog. We've got all rescue animals. We got four cats and a couple of them come around outside. And we've got the most amazing little three-legged dog that God blessed us with. Love that dog, man. Something else. Sasha. Sasha likes riding. See, because my father-in-law broke her in on that. Now I gotta take her off. Thank you, Jimmy. So we do all that. And so just let's take Sasha to the point. So we're gonna take Sasha to the point. It's cold. And we go on out there and we get up on that big mountain, you know, where they put all the dirt, all y'all hometowners, you know where we're at. And there's nobody out there but me, Jesse, and Sasha. And she's running, Jesse's running with Sasha, she's galloping, going strong. And while I was out there, I was just looking at all this. I was thinking about the message and you know, I'm thinking how blessed we are. And looking out and seeing the peace that God has through all the things out there. And another truck pulled up. Another truck pulled up, and there was two guys in there. First guy jumps out. Second guy jumps out with a beer about this tall, and a dog about this tall. I'm not kidding now. And I come on up there, and, and I got my Harley jacket on, and my dog's running, and I'm just hanging out there thinking about what are we going to preach on, Lord? And the guy comes up and goes, hey, man, what's going on? I go, hey, how you doing? And he goes, uh, is that your dog? I said, yeah. He said, 
That dog's got three legs. I think you're right. Man, you can't fool that guy. He's right on it, man. And I said, you're right. And I said, uh, <laughs> and he goes, and you know what he said next? He says, that's really good that you and your family took that dog in. I said, that dog's a blessing to me, man. And I heard the doorway in my heart open. He said, tell him, tell him. I said, isn't it great that even when something comes up in our lives and we get mangled, God still reaches out. He doesn't throw us away. And the guy was sitting there going, and his beard kept going down and down and down and down. I said, you know what, man? God will save you right there with a Budweiser in your hand. He said, he will. He said, I don't need it. He put it down. I'm not kidding you. And I kept telling them about the Lord and the grace of God and telling them about, you know what? Just because, you know, something happened in this, this person's life or something happens in this one's life. And he kept looking at the dog, watching the dog go around, seeing somebody that loved that animal right the way they are. I said, man, how much more does God love you? And he goes, I don't know. I said, let me tell you how much he loves you. He gave Jesus to pay a price for you. And I said, you know what, man? And I went through the whole deal just like we did here. What would keep you from asking the Lord to come into your life? He said, nothing, sir, nothing. I said, well, let's pray. That guy threw that beer down, grabbed his dog, put his arm around his buddy, and me and my son and my three-legged dog, and they gave their life to Christ. Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap. So you don't think God can use anybody or anything? Oh, yes, he can. It's amazing. We just get so busy sometimes. And then I kind of talked to him a little more. And he said, man, you know, I, I need you to pray about this job. Yeah, we're going to pray about this job and all these things. But see, here's, here's the big deal. It passed from death to life by confessing the Lord Jesus. So now it's your turn. Have you confessed the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If that's you today, I'm going to tell you what. I just ask you to close your eyes. We'll finish out with a little prayer. We do have communion. I want to share that with you uh, today that God has for us. Right here, right now, I want to make sure you still got the same opportunity as the guys did on the hill down the road. Amen. Today, do you need Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior and you've never asked him to come into your life? If that's you, I want you to just look up here. You don't have to wave your hand or anything else. Just put your eyes up here and I want to pray for you. Amen. Today is your day. And let me tell you, if this makes sense to you, I pray that it does in your heart. Lord, I ask you to just, just give them the words. And so right here, right now, I just ask this. If that's your prayer, you just pray along with me. Dear God, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I'm trusting in you and your finished work on the cross. In Jesus' name. If that's your prayer today, before you leave here, just say, buddy, I prayed that prayer today. Nobody's going to come to your house, track you down, anything else. We're just going to hug you and say you got a place here anytime. Because we want you to know, we want you to grow in what God's done. If you're here today and you say you just don't know what type of week I've had, what type of life I've had, anything else, I want, to, I want you to hear this. God says you're still worth it. You're still usable. You're still moldable. I love you just the way you are with all the chinks in the armor. Just come on back to me. And I think that's something that, you know, we, we need to do hourly sometimes. Just say, Lord. I miss it today. I need you. Help me walk it out. If that's your prayer today, just say, Lord, help me walk it. Strengthen me, Lord. Forgive me when I miss it. I need you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Well, I tell you what, we're going to celebrate and we're going to run through this here. I just want to, I want to swallow.
make sure that we know what's going on a little bit. Today is a day that we're going to celebrate uh, what Jesus has really done for us here. And we use uh, communion and the Lord's Supper as a way of doing that. So what we have here, we have open communion. You say, what does that mean? If you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, feel free to participate. If you haven't, I ask you to refrain from that until you do. But if you've given your life to the Lord, it's opened up to you. Amen? So what we want to do is, I want to ask the ushers to come up, Jim and Jake, and we're going to pray. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to tell you a little bit about this. And all it is, it's, it's really, it, it reminds us of his great sacrifice of Jesus laying down his life. And it talks about the truth of his promise of his return. And it's about the reminder of the salvation is the complete work of Jesus Christ. Amen? So what we want to do is just be grateful and celebrate that today. But what I ask you to do as we pass this out... It's, it's a little tricky, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you about it. It's a little tricky. When you get these, the bread's on the top, right? And you can peel this off when you get it. And then the juice is underneath. And what I ask you to do is just kind of examine yourself. Say, Lord, if there's something in my life that's not lining up with you, help me with that and forgive me. And it'll take a little time of reflection. We're going to pass these out. And then I'm going to read a little scripture and we'll take it together. First we'll do the bread and then we'll do the, the juice. But just take a minute and think about what Jesus Christ has done. And I'm going to read some scripture to really clarify this, okay? So the guys are going to pass that out now. And uh, let's celebrate the life of Christ. Amen? Have you all on good? Grace, what have you done? for me on that cross. Accused and absent of wrong. You can go ahead and open that up if you will. It takes a little time to take the, the bread loose. Too much to make sense of it all. Know that your love breaks my fall. The scandal of grace died in my place, on my soul. Will and all to be like you. Be like you. I give all I have. 
I want to remind you guys again. He says, do this in remembrance of me. And really, when we separate, when we, we take this time to celebrate um, the Lord's Supper, it's just a time that we just really look at uh, the symbol of his death, burial, and resurrection. I want to read a little scripture out of 1 Corinthians 11. It says, on the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And this time, let's think about what Christ did in taking the bread. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this is the cup, the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. This is the new covenant. This is grace. Take it to come. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now today, as we get ready to bring the service to a close, I hope today that everybody heard with the freshness today. I hope that everybody understands what Christ has done for you. I hope everybody understands what it means to be a Christ follower and the opportunity to receive Jesus. Amen. Did anybody have a good time today? Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. All right. Well, that was wonderful. We're going to jump in here. Well, you know, we love to sing out with a song. So we're going to do this song. We played it a little bit earlier this morning. And it's a song we wrote just a little while back. And it's called New Day. Because you know what? Everybody loves a fresh start. Amen. You like a fresh start? Well, today's a new day. And we can, we can do all that through Christ Jesus. Amen.